재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? 
Yeah, I, I would still argue that uh, those dark elements, those dark thematic elements that have been sort of around the campaign uh, in the lead up to the presidential were still apparent about how, you know, it is still a hellhole and how people are struggling and these uh, dirty immigrants are, you know, he just didn't couch it in as uh, flammable. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Uh, so uh, he put it in acceptable language. Okay. Uh, he put it in a language which uh, Democrats or his opponents may not agree with, but you you cannot say that he's uh, putting out uh, really uh, combative words. Well, let's jump around because uh, yeah. economic policy is what we want to focus on. I'd love to get your thoughts on the whole Russian thing as well. Because, but, <laughs> um, a, a couple other things. Okay, uh, top corporate tax rates. Uh, we've had a debate here now with uh, some future presidential candidates about uh, the tax rate, the corporate tax rate here. He wants to drop them from 35 to 15%. Um, it's noted that um, pretty much most of his cabinet members are all billionaires. But uh, how much does this, you think, help? Uh, what does this do? Not just for corporate profits, but what does it do for the trickle-down effect? Okay, well, uh, it's not completely... Uh Accepted what kind of uh, corporate tax reform Trump wants. Uh, Republicans have a plan in mind, which is a major overhaul of corporate tax. And it's not clear whether Trump is behind it. Uh, under the uh, Paul Ryan's preferred corporate tax reform, they will be replacing the current regime, which taxes uh, United States companies' global profits, uh, with a completely different system, which is uh, sort of akin to value-added tax, uh, which has uh, elements of a border adjustment tax. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to go into the complete dirty nitty-gritty details, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, some economists think that if, uh, at least theoretically, this might be a better tax system, a lot of people disagree with that. A mm-hmm. lot of people uh, disagree with uh also, it may be better theoretically, but when okay. it actually comes down to acting it out, uh, whether it will work. But also another big problem is that this is probably going to be against uh, WTO agreements. Mm. And uh, we've been hearing a lot of talk in the last few days about how Trump is going to uh, uh, make WTO more responsive to U.S. needs, and if necessary, he's going to get out of the WTO. That might be because of the uh, Republican tax plan that's coming up. Uh, it's very likely to be considered WTO in compliance. Interesting, because this is a basic standard boilerplate Republican platform of of cutting taxes uh, across the board but it is sort of running counter to another kind of basic part of their platform which is of course free trade or at least as globalized uh, a trade system as you want i think right now uh even if the a lot of republicans do stand for free trade they're uh, they're letting Trump run with this sort of a fair trade scenario. Okay. Uh, I know that there's a lot of under the uh, under the table uh, disagreement with Trump, but because first of all they want to uh, keep the Trump supporters behind them, and the two biggest issues for them seems to or three biggest issues for them seems to be Obamacare, uh, immigrants, and trade, and. Tr- uh, Trade, they had a big problem in the first month. Uh, Obamacare, they're going to have big problems in yeah. the next few months. So trade, uh, because the U.S. 
even though they're the largest economy in the world, only about 13% of their uh, GDP depends on exports, it might be the one that they're going to pick on. Okay. I don't want to spend too much time on the tax issue, but it, it is one of the issues that they actually probably can push through because we'll, we'll get to hopefully Obamacare, but also with trade. But this is the one thing that if they have the political will, they can probably push through just like George W. Bush did. Well, uh, it depends on what you mean. Uh, this tax reform is going to be probably very difficult because it's a completely new system. Uh, but as I mentioned before, if they do pass it, it's going to be WTO in compliant. Right. Uh, then you have the uh, FTA issues and trade issues. Those are probably going to pass okay. because uh, even if you do want free trade, if they can take this opportunity to uh, try to open a few more markets to American goods fairly or unfairly, uh, they're going to take it. One thing that is definitely anathema to uh, Republican orthodoxy is this idea of a $1 trillion infrastructure Plan. Now, this was the one, one of the very few moments that you actually saw uh, Democrats in Congress actually uh, yeah. clap and, and applaud him because they're behind this. They don't really like this mix of public-private, but what are your thoughts on this uh, infrastructure deal? Okay, well, first of all, let's look at how they're doing it. As you mentioned, it's going to be a mixture of private-public partnership. Uh, now, that's uh, uh, I'm not sure how effective that will be because, well, it's – usually used in countries which don't have enough money to build their own infrastructure. So they want to get private capital involved. I can see uh, where it's useful for building new infrastructure. Uh, but uh, the problem with the United States is not necessarily they have they don't have enough infrastructure. It's that a lot they of it fix is up the old. crumbling roads right. and bridges, right? And yeah. I don't see how that would work in a public-private partnership because, well, in order to entice the uh, private part of the uh, capital, you have to give them some kind of a money-making opportunity profit-making opportunity. Uh, if you remember, say, uh, the uh, subway uh, line, line 9, nine. Yeah. Uh, the way that they uh, tried to entice the uh, private capital was to offer them uh, profits, and that didn't really work out. Uh, so uh, I'm concerned whether something like that will also happen in the United States as well without uh, uh, fixing the uh, infrastructure that's broken. The repeated theme on this that you heard a lot, as you say, was couched in a bit of a softer tone, but immigrants, that's bad. We need to kind of curb that. Uh, trade is bad, particularly he, he goes railing against NAFTA, which I guess is the convenient bogeyman because it's right at their own borders. But this uh, bemoaning this chronic U.S. trade deficit, nearly $800 billion. You just mentioned exports only 13% of uh, U.S. GDP. Um, how big a deal is this, and do they really do need to lower this deficit? Okay, well, you have, a, uh, you have a difference of point of view between economists and politicians. The economists, uh, we argue, and we think we're right, uh, but uh, we argue that the uh, trade is a flip side of global investment. And because dollar is the global currency and because dollar is a safe uh, asset, and if you look at the real returns, dollar returns are low, but it's not too bad. Uh, you have a lot of money that's flowing in, a lot of investment which is flowing into the United States. And because the United States has so much money that's getting from uh, other sources, they use a lot of that to buy imports. Right. So the core cause of trade deficit is actually the investment that's flowing into the United States, partially because the United States uh, has a, a large uh, – is a safe 
asset during very difficult times. In the 1980s, it was because they had higher interest rates than most of the other countries. Uh, so uh, that might repeat itself again, especially when the uh, Fed starts raising the interest rate. Hmm. And that means that uh, trade is actually a reflection of that. Now, uh, if you talk with U.S. congressmen, they don't accept that uh, because, well, they want to run up the deficit. They want uh, and uh, they also want to have uh, U.S. have a trade surplus. So what they argue is that it's uh, trade barriers which keep uh, U.S. exports from increasing. And, well, there's going to be a knuckle fight about it, but if the economists are right, then the Trump plans which they have in place now will actually probably increase the trade deficit of the United mm. States unless they close uh, international investment coming to the U.S. Aren't they selling these blue-collar dudes uh, a, a fake bill of goods? They're saying we, we can bring back these coal miner jobs, we can bring back these old factory jobs, when that simply is just not the reality of this new digital economy. And then at the same time, say that uh, once we get rid of these trade deals, things will be all hunky-dory, but you go to Walmart and you can't get any of those uh, uh, cheaper Chinese goods, and in an iPhone will cost... Uh, $3,000 because it's got to be manufactured in the U.S. It, it doesn't seem like – I suppose there there is a risk that they th- this could, especially with public sentiment, kind of come crashing on them. Yeah, but it will probably happen uh, at toward the end of Trump's term or uh, the – Second term or <laughs> – well, if uh, if the problem becomes really worse, then it's probably going to be at the end of Trump's first term. Okay, but, which would probably preclude a second term then. Right, but it, it's most if you look at the uh, President Reagan's uh, formal example, uh, then it will probably come toward the end of second term mm. or the uh, beginning of the uh, next president, assuming right. that Trump has a second term. Uh, just on trade, South Korea, I guess the timing is perfect for you to come here. Uh, the USTR, the U.S. Trade Representative today, announcing that uh, uh, South Korea basically had an unfair trade deal with us. Uh, we will have to have a major review of the chorus FTA. This was something that's been signaled in the past. Uh, we already know that uh, they're pointing fingers at us about uh, currency uh, manipulation. How big a deal? How, how worried uh, should Korean policymakers be? Okay, well, that depends on what they actually put on the table, which we don't know yet. Uh, but from the USTR, this kind of pressure is ex- somewhat expected because, believe it or not, Chorus FTA, Korea-US FTA, is the second largest FTA that US has. Mm-hmm. If you think about... Uh, well, NAFTA is huge. Korea, US FTA is... It's the largest is, bilateral FTA, right? It's the largest bilateral, and it's also, I believe, the second largest FTA right. that US has. Because, well, if you look at the potential partners, uh, they're not going to... They have not, and they will not sign an FTA with China anytime soon. Uh, Europe, TTIP, that fell apart, partially because of Trump. Uh, and then... Uh, t- the uh, FTA with uh, Japan, that was going to be TPP and Trump threw himself out of it. So you, uh, Korea, believe it or not, is the second largest uh, FTA for Korea. So that means if NAFTA isn't going anywhere, then they're going to concentrate on the mm. second largest. Now that does not bode well then for uh, South Korea if uh, indeed they are strong-armed into uh, trying to, I suppose, uh, uh, revisit some of those provisions. Let's talk rate policy briefly as well. Uh, the Fed, uh, you, you, you indicated that there could be a, another rate hike. 
here in Korea, the BOK has been holding it steady at 1.25. There's been a lot of upward pressure now. You don't believe if there is a hike in, in the U.S. now that the, the, the BOK could prevent another at least 25 basis point hike from, from their end, right? Okay. Well, I don't think they're going to, uh, I don't think they're going to, uh, raise the rates before the U.S. does. Yeah. I think they're going to wait as long as possible because there's a lot of problems with household debt and there's actually a lot of pressure to lower the rates. So uh, if the U.S. Didn't, U.S. is not going to raise the rates now, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, lowered it once more during the year. But it seems more likely now that U.S. will raise the rates on uh, March in fact, this is a very strange turn of events because just a week ago, uh, they were saying that it's probably not going to be raised in March. They're giving the percentage of less than 30%. But just suddenly, in the uh, last couple of days, the uh, probability of raising the rates in the uh, betting markets went up to more mm. than 60%. And I think partially it's because of the uh, so-called Trump euphoria that we're seeing right now as well as the uh, very low unemployment rate that we've seen so far. And then if Trump goes on with at least even just parts of what he's been proposing in his uh, speech, uh, you're going, it's going to be – there's a chance that it will overheat the economy basically Yeah. Uh, because they're very near full employment already. And then the uh, infrastructure plan that we talked about, that's going to definitely raise yeah. the U.S. Uh, government deficit. So uh, – from Korea's point of view, then, household debt, raising interest rates, and the problems what that could ensue, including real estate and all that, versus capital flight. If you keep the rates low, what is the the lesser of two evils there, or is it just something you, you we just hope you can avoid? Well, I think it's basically no choice but to try to avoid it, okay. uh, but. Uh, I think the uh, BOK and the uh, government is more scared of a rapid capital flight uh, than uh, household debt. Okay. Now, if the capital's flight is slow, which it has been so far, uh, then I think household debt is going to be take uh, precedence. But if the uh, capital flight seems to be accelerating, then that's going to be their primary mm. focus. And obviously, we are in a state of political uncertainty, too, as well. The hypothetically or feasibly that there could be a new president here in Korea in the next two or three months. I just want to get to one issue. It's kind of a, a pet issue of mine. Uh, healthcare, Obamacare, the Republicans have really put themselves in a the bind. They promised this. They've been posturing about this. Repeal and replace is their theme. Now that they're actually, they hold the keys to the uh, the office, it's not as easy as they can do. And they knew they do need 60 votes in, in the Senate to actually get anything Pass that would satisfy the uh, hawkish Freedom Caucus guys in the House as to a really harsh health care uh, revision. Oh, it's I, I, don't even, know, I don't know if, if they can do this. It's even worse because uh, we talked about the uh, Trump and the Republicans wanting a tax cut. And because of the uh, uh, budget provisions that re- Republicans introduced, namely they cannot explicitly try to raise the deficit. Uh, they're going to have to come up with tax cuts someplace else. And the only place that they can really get a major tax cut in is healthcare. Mm-hmm. So unless they reduce the size of Obamacare expenditures, they're not going to ha- be able to have a major tax cut. And and but they they are 
going to have to deal with the 20 million people who have come onto the rolls as a result of Obama Bear who would potentially lose it then. Right. So they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. If they promise uh, the uh, tax, if they uh, go on with the promised tax cuts, then that means yeah. they have to have an Obama tax cut, uh, Obamacare cut. But if they have an Obamacare cut, then chances of them getting reelected seems to be less and less. Yeah, not so, n- not an envious position to be in uh, if you're a politician, then for sure. Uh, just one more question on this, because when you were here on a prior panel discussion, we talked about the political turmoil. This was when everything was just really coming to a head with Tresnishil and the president and the impeachment. And remember, I asked you the question about do the wheels keep turning, though, as you know, keeping the lights on as far as economic policy and making sure uh, things are running in the South Korean economy. You said, for the most part, the technocrats can do their job. In the United States, with all of this coming out with the Russian revolutions, um, including Jeff Sessions, the attorney general now apparently having spoken previously with the uh, Russian ambassador and all of those uh, accusations kind of coming to a fore, political instability in the U.S., how detrimental do you think it would be as far as economic policy? Okay, well, uh, the current economic team, even though uh, foreign policy team is getting more attention, the economic team as well wants a really big change. And they've been, I think, distrustful of the technocrats. So they're trying to head toward a, a, a policies which are probably against the policies of what the technocrats want to do. Mm. So in a sense... You're talking the about pro- the Mnuchin crowd? Uh, yeah. Uh, so in that sense, I think U.S. has a more serious problem than Korea because the technocrats and the leaders want to go in different directions, which is not exactly the same in Korea. Whereas Hwang Yo-won is not necessarily someone who's going to try to bring his own guys right. in or a bunch of billionaires to try to uh, take over the finance ministry. Exactly. Uh, so uh, the uh, ca- economic chaos, I think it's going to be more in the United States, but uh, they do have uh, more of a uh, in uh, more of a depth in terms of policymaking. So uh, even though uh, the uh, technocrats and the leaders may not agree, uh, I think they have a yeah. deeper pool of commonality to draw on, which you don't really have in Korea that, yet. That, that's obviously going to be the hope because as we've seen with the intelligence community, obviously when they're at odds, uh, they're certainly not coming to any compromises right now <laughs> as it stands. Okay, a lot to look forward there or at least uh, look towards and uh, be concerned about. Professor Young, it's always a pleasure to have you. We do hope we can see you uh, one more time. Thank you very much. Happy to be here.